Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag your mind Ron DeSantis is out and is now endorsing Trump. We'll have info on that for you. Plus, the crowd goes wild and shouts, chants F. Trudeau at the UFC event. All that and a whole lot more coming up right here on the Maverick News Channel. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Greetings, brave Mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are Maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Getting that? I think it was pretty, uh, pretty clear. That was the crowd at last night's UFC event. Sorry, I wasn't here last night. I had family things to take care of, and I did that. And now I'm here. I was aware of that last night, though. And uh, yeah. That should give you some indication of where the next federal election might go. That being said, that's just one part of the equation. That represents a particular kind of demographic. Probably a group of people that you're kind of in tune with. I think that this program probably has a similar kind of audience. And the message was pretty darn clear. <laughs> oh, man. We'll come back to that. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, though. We have, as I said, uh, Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race for the White House, now endorsing Donald Trump. Um. He just made that announcement 
today, just a short time ago, we have Ron DeSantis ready to tell you tell you why right here. Okay, here's the clip. Here's here's his statement. Here is Ron DeSantis, a guy who really represented, I think, you know, one of the, the major threats to Trump heading into this election cycle. Never really got the traction that most people expected he would. Kind of misfired. I think that's a reflection of how incredibly loyal the Trump base is, even though a lot of people within the Trump MAGA movement have been sort of on side with DeSantis in many ways. You know, it's a, he was going after the, 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 the Trump supporters, the MAGA supporters. It was a miscalculation, obviously. And now tonight, Ron DeSantis stepping aside and he's endorsing Trump, but this guy will not be Trump's running mate for sure. Uh, because the endorsement is not, uh, I wouldn't say this is a full force endorsement. Just listen to what he says, especially the, you know, the stuff about the, uh, the response to the pandemic. Here we go. No, hang on a second here. Service. Here we go. The United States Navy for you. And serving in Iraq. Greetings from Florida. The warmth of being home is a reminder why I've chosen public service. From joining the United States Navy and serving in Iraq, to representing the people in the U.S. Congress, and now serving as governor of Florida. And it reminds me why I decided to run for president, to fight for those who've been forgotten in this country. This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. We can choose political indoctrination, or we can choose classical education. These choices are symptoms of the underlying struggle to ensure that constitutional government can endure and that Western civilization can survive. And we launched this campaign to bring accountability to government, regain sovereignty at our border and restore sanity to our society. We cannot succeed as a country if we allow our nation to be invaded, our currency to be debased, our cities to crumble and our kids to be indoctrinated. The DC elites who facilitated this mess do not care about you and they do not work for you. They work for themselves. They seek to accumulate power at your expense to pursue an agenda that is harmful to the American people. Citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Reversing the decline of this nation requires leadership that delivers big results for the people we are elected to serve. I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises, and defeating the people who are responsible for our nation's decline. That is the type of leadership we need for all of America. Now, over the past many months, Casey and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can, in fact, succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder, and we left it all out on the field. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. 
if there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. I thank all of our passionate supporters who have stood by us through it all, that we had people volunteer to come to Iowa in the middle of a blizzard to knock on doors and make phone calls touched us dearly. No candidate had more thrown at him, but no candidate had so many committed volunteers and staff. Finally, I wanna thank my wife, Casey, and our kids, Madison, Mason, and Mamie. Casey's gone far above and beyond in her support for our campaign and for our cause. She's not only a great wife and mother, she's a great American who cares deeply about the future of the country that our kids will inherit. Our kids have seen and done a lot on the trail, from playing on the famed Field of Dreams baseball site in Iowa to making their first snowman in New Hampshire. They are one of the reasons we fight so hard for what we believe in. Winston Churchill once remarked that success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. While this campaign has ended, the mission continues. Down here in Florida, we will continue to show the country how to lead. Thank you and God bless. Sorry, my microphone was muted there, folks. So Nikki Haley is now really the uh, the last person standing. It's really now just a two-person race between the former ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, and Donald Trump. But I don't even know how serious this battle is now. It's getting kind of nasty as politics tends to these days, especially with Donald Trump. Have you noticed what he's calling Nikki Haley? He's calling her bird brain. <laughs> Jeez. It's so juvenile and yet so effective. It really, truly is. <laughs> he's called, he calls her bird brain. So here's Nikki Haley 
and her response to the announcement by Ron DeSantis just a short time ago, announcing that he is out. And as I said, you could you could kind of see what you see what I mean about his endorsement. It's not a complete endorsement. It's like I've disagreed with Trump on this, and I've just you know, and what we really need is a leader like me. <laughs> So I don't know if there are sour grapes there or what that is exactly, but he said, I signed an agreement to endorse the Republican nominee. So that's what I'm doing. But so, yeah, DeSantis will not be Trump's running mate for sure. And Nikki Haley won't be the nominee either. But here's her response to DeSantis's announcement just moments ago now we just heard that ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race he ran a great race he's been a good governor and we wish him well having said that it's now one fella and one lady left. So there were 14 people in this race. There were a lot of fellas. All the fellas are out, except for this one. And this comes down to what do you want? Do you want more of the same or do you want something new? Do you want to go back to a country where they decide Who's a good person? Who's a bad person? Who's the right person? Who's the wrong person? No. Or do you want to come together as Americans and say, you know what? We're going to get inflation down and get our economy back on track. Yeah. We're going to get our kids reading again and go back to the basics in education. We're going to secure our border once and for all. We're going to bring law and order back to this country, and we are going to have a strong America that we can all be proud of. That's our goal. That's what we're doing. We've got two days until New Hampshire goes to the polls. And we're going to make sure that we fight all the way until the last second. And what the people of New Hampshire should know is when we win the presidency in this country, I will do everything I can to prove to you that you made the right decision. But for now, I'll leave you with this. May the best woman win. <laughs> okay, let's pull that down. Very interesting. So, just uh, getting some other messages coming in from folks here. So, the question now is, will Nikki Haley be able to mount any kind of a serious challenge to Trump and you know, we're heading into New Hampshire here now. Uh, I think I think it's like over. I really do. I think it was over in Iowa, as I said. I think DeSantis has made the right decision. And I think I've got some video here of uh, Trump arriving back in New Hampshire tonight, just a short time ago. Let me just uh, cue this up for you. New video of President Trump coming in. 
here it is. I'd say hot off the press, but it's uh, hot through the net tonight. There's a still. Where'd we go with that? I'm losing track of my tabs, folks. Here we go. Okay, here's Donald Trump arriving in New Hampshire. Still lots of support there, man. What can I say? It's just, uh, it's, it's bigger than Trudeau mania ever was. And I'd say the MAGA people are way, way more passionate as well. There's more footage of uh, Trump on his way to uh, Rochester in New Hampshire tonight. I think I'm showing this this video in reverse order, but nevertheless, here's the action. Life in a fishbowl. Everywhere you go, you need to have that kind of protection. Isn't that amazing? What kind of life is that? As much as somebody has power, I think when you live like that, it is a sacrifice as well. Just regardless, you know, of doesn't matter um, where you're at on the political spectrum, it's just uh, just a reality, you know? And here's another clip. I don't know if this is a clip with a caption saying that President Trump has now retired the name De Sanctimonious. <laughs> just... Uh, let's... I'll just... We'll, I'll run this to see if there's anything of... Uh, value in this or not <laughs> just these names that he comes up with again it's just so juvenile and yet so effective all right here's trump i said that name is okay he just said will i be using the name Ron the Sanctimonious. I said that name is officially retired. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, I guess Biden has a new uh 
a new campaign ad up as well. And he's using Nikki Haley in it. And can someone please explain, like, am I missing something here on, on this, this clip that is now going around of Nikki Haley saying she was teased for being brown? I, I honestly, I don't quite understand it. So I'm going to run this for you. I don't quite get it. This was um, during an interview on NBC. Let's listen to this. Somebody can help me out in the chat. Let me know. We were the only Indian family in okay. our small southern I town. It. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop, how I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch, which was call for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate, and I always will. If I didn't mention slavery on that day, it's because that's an automatic. There's always been, the Civil War's always been known about slavery. Interesting again, politics, word games, Okay, I think we've probably uh, covered this as extensively as we need to, but there is one last thing we should show you. This is Trump putting to bed, I think for good, <laughs> the rumors that his running might, might be Nikki Haley. Uh-uh, not a chance. Here's the clip of Trump. If you have any doubts, this is what he said. She is not presidential timber. Now, when I say that, that probably means that she's not going to be chosen as the vice president. You, you know, you can go. No, you can go. You can go and you can say certain things, you know, I don't like them and blah, 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 and this. But when you say certain things, it sort of takes them out of play, right? I can't say she's not of the timber to be a vice, and then say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce that I've picked. Do you understand? But that's the way it is, okay? Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. She is. And somebody's out in the audience shouting, you know, who, who is going to be the BP? Well, 
there are a lot of uh, rumors going around that it might be Tucker Carlson. I'm going to say right now, no. That's my prediction. My prediction is it won't be Tucker Carlson. The odds are pretty good in my favor, really, because that leaves a whole world of other human beings that he could, or at least Americans, that he could uh, select for his running mate. I don't think it will be Tucker Carlson. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, especially given all the posts that are online today uh, saying that it's going to be Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is valuable to Trump right where he is as a media uh, pundit, commentator, supporter even. He's on the conservative side, uh, anti-establishment, anti-elite side. So yeah, he needs Tucker Carlson right where he is. I think he's more valuable to Trump over there with his program on X and all the followers he has. So I don't think Trump will tap him for that position. He would lose uh, the the media presence that Tucker Carlson provides. So I don't think that will be where he goes. Plus, if you go back, you don't have to go too far to see that in the past, Tucker Carlson has actually come out with, uh, well, I mean, there were private recordings of Tucker Carlson saying he didn't even like Trump. You may recall that those recordings came out when he was fired from Fox. So I don't think Trump will forget that. I think the public probably has, because in general, the public's memory collectively is pretty short. The public is fickle. People don't remember a lot of things from even just a short time ago. So, no, I don't think it will be him. It's possible it will be him, but I don't think it will be personally. Trump did come out and said the other day that whoever he picks, it probably won't come as much of a surprise to people. I think I have a clip of him saying that here handy. If you give me just a moment, I can probably find it for you. And we are going to have a guest on the program in a little while talking about kind of a, it is kind of a local issue here, but it's really becoming an international embarrassment for, for the, this community. <laughs> we talked about it the other night, and uh, I have a special guest who will join us to talk about this. And it's uh, an example of uh, the kind of challenges that communities across Canada and the United States face on a regular basis these days. And it also gives you an example of the same kind of challenges we're facing at the federal, provincial, state levels with the ruling elite class. So you're not going to want to miss it. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's the, uh, here's the clip with Trump talking about who his VP pick is going might be. This goes back to Iowa. Who would be in the running for vice president? Well, I can't tell you that really. I mean, I know who it's going to you be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christy, no, Christy for vice president? 
I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset, Christy, for vice president. You know, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. No. I do want to get to this other question. <laughs> yeah, he says in the end, it won't really come as much of a surprise to people. So I don't know. That kind of narrows it down a bit, but still cryptic. Don't really know. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll move on to other news. And now, here is our Beach Boys Good Vibrations show transition. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. The truth is out there. We are Mavericks. How about one more? Fighting the Great Reset by leading the Great Great Resistance. Maverick News. The antivirus programs for your mind. We have footage inside these Hamas built tunnels in Gaza, released by the Israeli military. Man, they are extensive. Let's take a look at this together. Everyone can make their own assessment. This is, uh, I don't know. The Israeli military tonight saying that um, they've uncovered prison cells in this, what they're calling a Hamas tunnel network beneath the city of Khan Yunus in southern Gaza. Now, this footage was uh, given to NBC exclusively as they were able to access these cells on Friday as they went down there with Israeli troops into the basement of a house and then into a dark dark tunnel that just went on and on and on and on. Now, each cell had a caged door that could be locked from the outside. It was equipped with basic amenities such as a sink, toilet, and a shower, although none had running water. Now, Rear Admiral 
Danielle Hagari, an IDF spokesperson, expressed that the conditions were saying it's dark, it's hot, it's wet, it's lonely. There's no daylight. You lose your sense of direction, the sense of time. Israeli authorities claim to have found hair and other DNA evidence confirming the presence of hostages in these cells. I believe there are still about, <coughs> excuse me, about 130 hostages still in custody, still incarcerated in secret locations. The layout of the compound reportedly matched descriptions given by hostages released in late November. IDF released photos alleging they they were children's drawings discovered at the site that were created by child hostages during their captivity. So they had children down in these tunnels, apparently. That's what's being reported. As of now, it's reported that 100, between 105 and 130 hostages are believed to still be in captivity in the Gaza Strip. While the bodies of 27 others have been discovered, according to, again, the Israeli military. On a slightly positive note, 110 hostages have been successfully returned to Israel and other countries. It isn't just Israelis that they took as hostages. So this whole situation remains tense. Let's go to the video and show you what it looks like down in these tunnels. So as I say, some of this is now circulating on social media, released out to the public. And originally on Friday, they did invite an NBC journalist to be accompanied down into these tunnels to see exactly what they wanted to show them. So here's a look inside. You know, the thing is, like, how do you build something like this and keep it a secret? I don't think you do. I think that, like, this is... Uh, this is a major undertaking. You don't just build something like this with a, a pickaxe and a shovel. And this takes a lot of money, a lot of resources. You can see they have cables running down through there for power and communication. The walls, the ceiling lined. This is like uh, tunneling for some sort of a mining operation from what I'm seeing. It's probably similar kinds of techniques, but I'm no expert in tunneling, that's for sure. Look how far this goes. And this is sped up video, obviously. Now we're getting we're into an area where there are some Articles scattered on the floor, getting into the area close to where these cells, prison cells, were constructed. We'll get the look inside in a moment. And they are extensive. And you've seen the video, too, of many of these Networks of tunnels being destroyed. The surface level video 
of the explosions using really powerful munitions. Um, and here you go. So this is some sort of a kitchen setup. Now, they don't really have plumbing down here. But they do. It looks like at times they've been bringing water down into these tunnels to service these makeshift washroom and shower facilities. Deep, deep, deep down we go again. kind of creepy really very kind of very very creepy it's just uh you know I, think, I guess it's hot down there the air is very stale and there's a prison cell and again everything lined with tiling and it isn't clear, you know, how the plumbing works. There isn't really plumbing. I guess they were bringing water down to service the toilets. I don't know how they set that stuff up, but I guess they were holding both adults and children down here. That's what they're reporting. Big fans, just consumer grade fans on stands to make the air move down there. Another cell. And wherever these other hostages are being held, it's not clear tonight. So again, this footage released by the Israeli Defense Forces. We're down deep and it spreads out all over Gaza. I mean, this is just one, one series of tunnels. They have these things all over the place. It's an underground city is really what it is. beyond extensive, huge, huge undertaking. Now, because a a NBC was the first to get access to this, I'm just going to run a very, very short clip from their report. And it was... Uh, Raf Sanchez, who I believe is the reporter. So I'll pick this up about halfway through his report. Just to give you a little highlight, you might want to go and, and see his entire his entire report. Here he is. It's not clear when the last time water worked in here. Israel says hostages were held here for weeks. What evidence do you have that hostages were actually kept here? 
Most important thing, we have uh, testimonies of hostages that verified this compound. We found here hair and other DNA. You and found other... hair and DNA from the hostages here. Yeah. They also say they found these pictures drawn in the darkness by five-year-old Emilia Aloni before she was released after 49 days. Since October 7th, Israeli troops have rescued only one hostage alive. More than 130 are still in captivity, a fact that weighs heavily here. We're really trying to find them. We're doing everything we can. The tunnels lie below the city of Han Yunus, much of it destroyed by Israeli airstrikes. This is all that's left of the home that took Ibrahim Abu Mustafa 13 years to build. Everything is erased, even memories. We can't get anything out, he says. So much suffering above and below ground. So just pain, suffering, tragedy all the way around. And no end in sight tonight. And again, here are some, here's some video of, here's video of these tunnel networks being destroyed. And this gives you a sense of scale, how, how far reaching these Hamas tunnels go. Like that is, how much ground does that cover? Miles and miles and miles. And that's just one section. Again, the money, the, the resources that would be needed to, to do that kind of stuff. That's that's extensive, serious. And we have more. Here's more footage of Tunnels being blown to kingdom come. Oh. And this issue, I think, has polarized people more than anything else I've seen, except maybe, maybe the pandemic and the lockdowns and the mandates that came along with that. Now, there's an organization called ANRA and they have the responsibility through the United Nations 
to support Palestinian refugees. They have come under criticism, actually had been criticized even before October 7th, for being a little too cozy with Hamas. They've been accused of actually providing aid support for Hamas rather than simply providing support for refugees. When asked about... It seems to me that all this... These tunnels, these officials of UNRWA are saying that they had no idea these things are being built, and yet they're in there all the time. They work very closely with Hamas. They work very closely with the Palestinian people in Gaza, and they're saying that they had no idea these tunnels are even being built. Listen to this clip. I find this, honestly, folks, a little bit hard to believe. I was just wondering, given the UN's big role in Gaza, UNRWA, the role it's played in humanitarian efforts, has there ever been any indication to the UN that tunnels, you know, tunnels are being built under the city? Not to us. I mean, uh, it seems to me that all this infrastructure were, was built uh, in a highly secretive way. I mean, it just I see it as a as, as an observer. So, I mean, it's uh, it, to, to think that the UN had any uh, understanding of what was, you know, of uh, any information about those operations, I think is... Uh, is no is clearly the answer to that. <laughs> right. You look at the scale of the of that operation. Look at look at we, you get a tunnel all through all underneath. That's with the explosions. Show you just one section at a time that's being destroyed. And that's just what they've found and what they're blowing up. There is a lot more. And that guy's sitting there. <laughs> oh, I didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined after listening to that answer to give more weight to the accusations coming through, which suggests UNRWA is maybe maybe a little too close and uh, to Hamas. Mm -hmm. If you're getting my drift. Uh, then there's this guy. What's this guy's name? I don't really know him, but uh, I think his name is Aiden Rachel, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He is a very popular performer, singer, musician. And tonight he, a video from him is, is going, oh, I don't know if it's going, it's, it's viral, I guess. I hate to, I'm getting tired of using that phrase, but. He is saying that um, the people in Pal the Palestinian people could 
help bring an end to this conflict simply by standing up to Hamas themselves. So, I mean, that kind of talk is akin to whatever happens, do not comply, do not participate, rise up against your ruling elites in this in a different, maybe a little bit different way, but here he is, his video. You can make of this what you will. So let's just uh, tune in and I'll share this one with you. The Gazan Palestinians, he says, I'm going to read these subtitles, are not rebelling against the terrorist organization Hamas. They could have been bravely entering all tunnels tonight and rebel against Hamas. Fight them even at heavy costs for thousands of them. Return all the abducted to us. Kick out the terrorist organization Hamas. And start rebuilding their lives. They don't, so most of them should be treated as terrorists. That's what he says. So, easier said than done, I would say. It's difficult to stand up to a government. It is difficult to stand up to people armed with guns standing right next to you or in your neighborhood who rule over you. And, you know, the Israelis are taking all the blame for this, but Hamas, you think that they're not exerting pressure on the civilian population? They have a history of using civilians as human shields. And one of the most powerful tools, weapons, if you will, that they have is without question, martyrdom. We've seen many examples, tons, over and over and over again, especially since the 80s, how that tool can be used. And yet it is something we here in the West do not really understand as a collective community. They don't fight the same way. And to fully understand what's going on over there, you need to understand the martyrdom denominator. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, free speech. Donate.
at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The, the world, world is, is watching. watching. I also have this post from Donald Trump, which was up on Truth Social, making reference to Nikki Haley, just reinforcing what we <laughs> have talked about just a little, you know, previously on the program. He says here, MAGA or I will never go for bird brain, Nikki Haley. No loyalty, plenty of lies. I will never run against our great president, she said. He has done an outstanding job. To which I responded, how nice of you to say, Nikki, knowing full well that her words mean nothing. She even came to Mar-a-Lago with her family bearing gifts. Anyway, Birdbrain doesn't have the talent or temperament to do the job. Make America great again. <laughs> Birdbrain. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. <laughs> uh, all right what else do i have for you tonight well how about all this uh, ufc stuff who watched the fight let me go to the chat here and just check anybody watch that fight last night with strickland and the other guy i say the other guy because even though the other guy technically won the fight uh, everybody's still talking about Strickland and he didn't even really do much of like a, a news conference or anything afterward that I saw, but man, he made a splash, didn't he? In the media, when he came out swinging against Trudeau in the pre-fight press conference with all his comments and his attacks on the mainstream media and the questions they were asking him, we ran those clips the other night and had a discussion about it. But here's here's a look at what happened. As the new champ, Dracus Duplessis, there he is. You probably saw this. He was getting his belt. South African, and there's absolutely a political element to this whole fight. He called for the South African flag as he was in the octagon and uh, really embraced his nationality, very proud of it. And there is talk now of a championship fight now for the first time going to South Africa. Dana White, the UFC promoter, saying 100%. This guy could be the, the fighter to who could be the catalyst for that to happen. They've been talking about it for quite some time. But the other dude, Strickland, who came out swinging against Trudeau, saying all those things that so many people, I think, actually wanted to hear. He has... Uh, 
endeared himself to the Canadian population. We ran that clip earlier of the crowd shouting F Trudeau. And uh, here's how the crowd loves strict. I got you, bro. Split decision. You know, the fight could have gone either way. Some people, including Dana White himself, say that Strickland is actually the guy who probably won the fight. Opinions vary. <laughs> it's the fight business. And here's the here's the footage again of the crowd chanting. During the fight, this is what the crowd is chanting. This brings back some memories for me of uh, some historic events related to famous boxing matches of the past. Involving yeah, do you remember the um the great white hope play written by Howard Sackler? There was some, there was the, the famous fighter, Jack Johnson. Johnson was the first African-American to hold the world heavyweight championship. And uh, this is like way before my time. And, uh, Anyway, there's a whole, there's a lot of history that goes along with that. But um, I remember that uh, Johnson was challenged by a white boxer that they called the Great White Hope. And it was a, a turning point in race relations in the United States. Anyway, let me take a break. I'm going to come right back. I've got some other messaging coming in. I'm just going to check on these stories and I will return right after this. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. 
The truth is out there. We are Mavericks. Yeah, so anyway, just reminds me of that whole era, the Jack Johnson, James Jeffries fights, the, uh, um, again, before my time, and I'm not really a big, I'm not a big sports guy, but I just remember some of the history, and that was at the height of the Jim Crow era. Jack Johnson came to prominence. He won the World Heavyweight Championship. And the public, you know, they uh, they turned it into, you know, a, a cultural issue, a political issue at the time, of course. So there's a, a lot of history there too that maybe we'll dig into another time. I'd have to I'd have to go back and refresh my memory on all of the information on that, but. Just the, the the rhetoric coming from Strickland the other day, the anti-Trudeau rant, the, the 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 question which was put to him about the LGBTQS plus community, which to me was a, a, a an obvious form of baiting. It was they were just baiting the guy. Um, and he responded in kind, but just uh, the cultural nature of this, it just um, reminds me of that era from so long ago. So in about an hour, we're going to be joined by Rhonda Jubinville and maybe one other person will be a surprise guest of honor on the program tonight as well uh, to discuss a pretty serious issue for us here locally in my community, but it is an example of the craziness and some might even say corruption, an example of corruption, <laughs> not necessarily, necessarily illegal corruption, but maybe not the, um, Maybe it's legal corruption, whatever. Anyway, it's it's all about money, 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 and the ruling elite class. And we're going to share more information on this story with you tonight because it's an example of, well, this is creating an international embarrassment for this town that I live in. And, and it's, 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 it's a pretty major embarrassment, I would say. We'll get into it more. Uh, we're going to go to the phones here in a few minutes, kind of flip things around because we do have this other interview coming up in uh, a little while. And I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to join in the conversation tonight. With all of this news coming on and me not being here last night, I think that uh, we should give you guys a little bit of uh, access to the airwaves and to the World Wide Web this evening. Mm -hmm. 
there is a cybersecurity threat that U.S. government officials are being warned about, government employees working for various government agencies, basically bureaucrats, the top U.S. cyber watchdog agency. has issued an emergency directive. They're mandating all federal agencies to protect themselves against a dangerous vulnerability in a software program, which is quite common. It's pretty popular with big companies and government agencies. And they are conducting an investigation at whether China has used this program to spy on the government to, to get in and get access to government information. So this program used by these government agencies and corporations is called Avanti Connect Secure. It allows employees to connect remotely to work. And apparently this is like a serious, serious security vulnerability. It was discovered back in December by this cybersecurity company called Velexity. And it grants hackers significant access to all kinds of government agencies through this back door, whatever it is, this cyber vulnerability that has been uncovered. And this security, cybersecurity company is saying at least 1,700 known organizations around the world have been hacked with it. 1,700 times. 1,700 organizations, businesses, and government agencies. Can you imagine? Well, you don't have to imagine, it's happening. If, if with, with that level of breach, is there anything these hackers don't know? That's the question I have. Who hasn't been hacked? 1,700 organizations. Is there anyone who has anything that's secure at all? Maybe we need to be rethinking this whole World Wide Web internet security thing altogether. So just bringing your attention to that. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> no wonder everybody's worried about central bank digital currencies. I'm even beginning to have my doubts about the original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. I think anything digital, anything at all can be tracked. They say that Bitcoin is secure. If you, you know, aside, if you use an exchange, obviously there's going to be a, a, a digital trail of what you've been doing. If you're doing straight up end-to-end -end transactions, wallet-to-wallet, -wallet, uh, from one person to another, one business to a person, whatever, um, maybe it can be hidden that way in much the way that 
same way that a cash transaction is handled. I've when I I've had like a little tiny bit of Bitcoin. I know basically how it works, but uh, I use exchange. I've used exchanges for my transactions, so obviously it's traceable, and I don't have enough to to even worry about if uh, if it was lost. I wouldn't cry. It's like I think I've got 150 bucks in uh, Bitcoin from a few years back that I acquired. And I don't think it's an increased in value that much, if at all. Now, remember that guy who was going through that shopping mall, pro-Palestinian supporter, the masked guy, covered up, only could only see his eyes. And he was walking by with a group of protesters in the mall. There's, there are cops standing there. And it isn't clear in the video exactly who he singles out. But he said, I put you six feet under. That guy. If you watch the program, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. If you're on Twitter at all, you probably saw that video. Anyway, pretty scary stuff. That guy, uh, in my view, made a death threat in front of cops who did nothing about it. So tonight, and I can't confirm if this is accurate or not, but he's being called out as being, they've got a, there's a photo circulating online saying that They've, they've unmasked this guy. And I'm going to show you these photos. And again, I cannot confirm if this is true. And I'm only showing it to you because it's already making the rounds on social media. So it's, it seems like it might have some credibility, but I can't confirm it. And I only put this out there because it's getting such traction on social media. Um, and I think some people would like to know for sure one way or another if this is true. So they're saying this guy is that guy. The people who are sharing these photos. And it appears maybe this photo was taken in the shopping mall. Maybe. Don't know. Remember that guy? This guy here? They're saying that guy is this guy. That guy is this guy. I don't know. Not sure. If anybody knows anything more about that story, let me know in the chat. And here's another photo. Same thing. saying that now this guy is this guy. See? This guy, Amro Abu Farak, is this guy. This guy is this guy. I don't know how you make the accusation when the guy's wearing 
a mask. I don't know how you confirm that, but that's the accusation. That's what's going around. And if this Amro Abu Farik wants to come on this program, I'll talk to him. Let's go to his Twitter account, see if we can find this guy. I'm not finding him on social media. I'm going to check the chat. You guys know anything about this? Is this fair? Let's see. Magic Moon says unclear. I don't know. And Canada RV wants to know that if I figured, finally figured digital money. You wanted to, you want to, you want to discuss economics, <laughs> RV? Yeah, okay. He says, nope. Uh, yeah, I got a little bit of a handle on it. I know how crypto basically works. Happy to have a further discussion another time about it. I think it's an important topic. And there have been some new developments, actually, in the last even few days on the crypto front. Some new news that I think would be worth uh, maybe digging into. I'm just weighing how much value there is in the current developments to decide if it's uh, something we should discuss here on the program. So you might get a whole portion of an upcoming show this week on cryptocurrencies and why they're important, or at least how they're impacting the freedom movement. So taking a look at that. Interesting subject matter, to be sure. All right. I think we're about ready to do the phone thing. It is coming up uh, about that time. So let me just dip out of this. We'll run a couple of little transition things here to entertain you while I set up the lines. Don't go away. <laughs> Exile. The Knights of Malta. Maverick News. Join us. The world is watching. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind.
Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975. Free. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. We are ready to rock and roll with the phones, and let's go to our first caller of the night. Go ahead. You are on the air. Woo-wee, Ricky Waka. Fuck Trudeau. <laughs> so apparently uh, the young turd was there. He had box seats. Uh-huh. That's his son. He had box seats at that fight. Okay, now ringside were costing people on the upwards of $8,000 or more for that fight in Toronto. Wow. Okay, and Baby Turd got uh, box seats. I'd be looking at where that money came from. The kid don't work. Isn't that amazing? So, you know, yeah, it is amazing. Uh, I seen the fight, me, Paul, and uh, and Johnny Boy, we all watched it together together. Uh, and we're texting all the way through it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And having some great laughs. But I've seen that fight uh, round one, round two, and round five went to Strickland by far. He punished him with a jab. And I know a lot about fighting folks, okay, and what the jab does to people. And he punished him with the jab. He looked like Thomas the Hitman Hearns, the Detroit Cobra, okay, and he swung it out and he, uh, he, he punished him, punished him, closed his eyes in the first two rounds. And how do you lose? Okay, now when you're a champion, okay, when you're a champion in a sport, okay, it has to be decisively the other way in order for a split decision, okay, to even even go to somebody else. You're the champ. The split decision usually goes to the champ, mm-hmm. right? So right. Uh, maybe it was woke judges, right? Dana had it called uh, the same way as me. I saw that right? in the so news. Everybody that's yes. seen the fight. Right. Everybody that's seen it was like, wow, 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 wow. But you know what? We have not seen the last of Strickland. That's a fact. So yeah. you should have punished him a little bit more. Yeah, well. And, yeah. Uh, there'd be no talk about it. Well, in that news conference, um, how do you pronounce his name? Duplessis? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, his, his yeah, face, it, right? it was all in the news conference. He just was... He was just all swollen and just beat right the hell up. Um, yeah, just, we're calling we're calling him the do do pussy. <laughs> okay, he didn't win that fight, so he, he he took him down twice, and he got ready. It wasn't a very very good takedowns, okay, and uh, he got right up right away, Strickland. Right, it wasn't uh, the ground in town that you see in the, at the UFC. He yeah. got pounded. Do pussy's his new name. Okay, Dupussy's his new name, and uh, you know the, the like the money Dane is going to bring in for having a UFC in South Africa for the first time might be bigger than this one in Toronto. And the one in Toronto, guys, uh, was the highest generating uh, fight of all time for the UFC for 
Dana White. Yes. And so one, a lot of, one of a lot of money was most, generated. One of the, if not the most uh, uh, lucrative sporting events in Canadian history, isn't it? I thought that's what I heard. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. And he also, uh, I, I guess, he made a million and a half Strickland, right? And that's pretty good money. Yeah, he's still way underpaid from the boxing industry, right? Uh, but a uh, million and a half is good money. So he's starting to uh, uh, feed feed the top horses in his uh, in his stables, right? So, mm-hmm. which is good because you know these guys were making shit before. You know, they're lucky to see uh, two hundred thousand dollars a fight a champion. You know, George St. Pierre should have been a multi-millionaire, multi-millionaire over the UFC, right? And he's not. Yeah. Right? I don't think he's seen over a million-dollar fight in his career, right? So, And you see a lot of UFC fire, fighters uh, skipping over to the boxing, okay? And uh, Because the boxing pays a lot more, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the YouTuber there, uh, what's his name, Jake? Uh, fuck, how can I forget that guy's name? whatever the, the youtuber the boxer right he's taking uh taking it to a whole new level where ufcs are crossing in and, uh, and they're making uh 10 million dollars a fight do you do you think fights. that the decision so the decision the, the split decision was the result of the politics 100 percent 100%. Now, even though Dana White says, oh, I should have went the other way, he called it a Strickland. At the end of the day, Dana White's going to make a lot more money in South Africa than he did in Canada. Watch. Mm-hmm. It's the first time ever being in South Africa, right? So, And do you think that that's where say, you, know, you think you'll see a, a quick rematch and will it happen in South Africa? I'd love to see a rematch. Uh, will it happen? I don't know. I don't know the politics of that one, but I do know one thing. Drake, the rapper, lost 700K last night. I saw that, He bet on Strickland. Wow. (laughs) Different world, right, right? for these guys who play with that kind of money. Oh, yeah. It was was a great fight. You know, it was a stand-up fight. It was, uh, and I like to see stand-up fights. I don't like the grounded and pounded and the choking and all that crap. Mm -hmm. You're going to fight, fight like a man, okay, uh, yeah, you could throw some boots, but uh, get the fisticuffs going, and that's what they did, right? And, you know, I give Dupussy credit for standing there because I think he would would have been the better uh, wrestler of them both, right? So, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get the takedowns and keep the takedowns, right? So, that's the way I seen it, and it, it was a good fight. Well, Duplessis du- 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 said uh, that he du- I, said that he stood there for the first two rounds and let uh, Strickland kind of fight his fight, and then tried to use what he learned from that and then change the strategy and, and fight more his style for the rest of the fight. Do you think that was uh, what actually took place? Hell no. What, what I seen was, uh, and at the end of the fight, if you look at the faces, the pussy looked like Rocky 12. That's right. I thought he was going to call for Adrian. I agree. Okay? Yeah. I thought he was going to call for Adrian in the middle of the ring. Right. Uh, yeah. It was it was fixed. Something happened there, and uh, I don't like what I seen. That's for sure, because I thought out of the fair, most fairest of them all was the UFC, right? You know, but when it's in the hands of judges, who knows where it's going to go, right? And yeah, same thing with football. I'm a huge football fan. Today, the Lions, okay, check the list. They're going to uh, they're in the top four teams. They win again. They're in the Super Bowl. Never in my life have I seen the Lions go this far, and I'm 53 years old. Right, but uh, there's a lot of fixing when it comes in with referees. 
okay, uh, referees and judges and all that, right? The money's the root of all evil, Rick. And yeah. people want to get paid the ski mask way. You know, yeah. if I was a judge or a ref, somebody came to me under the table and said, hey, uh, make sure uh, whatever happens, here's a million and a half dollars or something. Yeah, you could take my career. I'll take the million and a half. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, people are, that's me. I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Right? So a lot of people out there, money's the corruption, the evil corrupts everybody. And as for uh, cybersecurity, nothing sacred and nothing secure, folks. Period. You know, your Bitcoin, yeah. all that crap. Every day I'm hearing somebody getting ripped off for Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I, uh, that's why I'm not involved in the crypto. Yeah, I got $100 in Dogecoin. I haven't looked at it in two years. Uh, Dogcoin or whatever it is. I don't know if it's up <laughs> or down. I could care less, right? Yeah. And I use crypto.com and I'm just letting it, whatever, let it go, right? But uh, and it's not enough to, to cry over. It's not going to hurt me at all, but uh, I don't believe in the cryptocurrency. It's fake money. It's right. It's fake money. It's not backed up by anything you know, other than people deciding to use it. So if it crashes, right, it's, it's going to crash uh, hard. It's going to crash hard. A lot of people are going to lose. Yeah. Right. Uh, it sort of reminds me of uh, uh, I watched a show on Netflix the other day. The true story about uh, GameStop. <laughs> okay. And if you know anything about the, the stocks and shit like that, GameStop was nothing. Okay, and uh, a couple of people on Reddit got it big, very big, and a lot of people made a lot of money on GameStop. So it kind of reminds me of cryptocurrency GameStop. You're betting on uh, – it, it's a bet. That's all it is. You're betting yeah. Yeah. with your money. Right? So, And some people lost on GameStop, a lot of people. Hedge funders. Right? And uh, it, was, it was an interesting story. That's for sure. Yeah, some people finally so figured out how said, to kind Mr. of game the system the way that the, uh, you know, the bigger players do. But did it sort of as a, if I remember the story correctly, it was like people online working sort of in sync to manipulate the prices, right? Right. And that'll never happen again. You know why? Yeah. Because changed. these big Wall Street hedge funders and shit. Are now on Reddit and they're on uh, uh, Discord and they're on everything else, so that you can't manipulate a stock. Mm -hmm. They're on top of it. Yeah, right. So you'll probably never see another thing happen like Reddit. But it was a chance for people to take down uh, a big bank, and they and, did. Yeah, and and they in lost, the process, they they kind billions. of exposed the underbelly of the stock market and the way that you know that the people with big money actually manipulate things and control it. Right, in 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 the uh, one handling the funds for the uh, for the GameStop. Okay, they were part of the uh, uh, not Merrill Lynch, one of them, anyways. Uh, Gold Goldsman Sachs or whatever, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that were controlling the money that tried putting a stop to the trades. You know, yeah. it's illegal what they did, and uh, it was pretty funny to see people lose their shirts up high, right? And a lot of people lost their shirts, yeah, in their pants. That's right, in their That's underwear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, as for the tunnels and uh, those tunnels, those yeah. are nice tunnels. Aren't they well built? Very nice. They were painted, painted walls and everything. Yeah. Man. Kind of look like condos. Yeah. You know, if people would take 
you know, put the same amount of effort into just building a better life for people instead of building bombs and underground tunnels and tanks and fighter jets and whatever, you know, the whole world would be a whole lot better off. But it's just, uh, I don't know, the, the dark side of humanity. Well, you can't. They, they, well, we are on the dark side of humanity, especially in Canada. Okay, when uh, I went grocery shopping the other day, my mortgage is only like 600 bucks a month, by the way. Then taxes on top, I pay about almost $800 a month, which is nothing, okay? But when my grocery bill, just for the one week, came up to $600, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, we have a big problem, and I feel sorry for people on fixed incomes, because if you're not eating right, you're not right. You're not right physically or mentally. Leo, you have hit the nail right on the head. That is going to be the issue, I think, heading into these next elections in Canada and the U.S. because it's about people not being able to afford houses, um, not having access to housing. It's about the affordability of, of living, food. It's off the chart. Unprecedented inflation. It is one. It is, and you know what? Uh, it's you want to bring people into this country from far away. Okay, I I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, it's expensive just to drive a car. Yep. Okay, your ins- the 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 initial cost of the car, the insurance, the gasoline is almost the same price as a mortgage for some people. Reality is finally right, beginning you- to take hold here because you saw. The reaction from the crowd at the UFC event, the F. Trudeau chant. You're seeing the premier of Quebec now appealing to Justin Trudeau, asking him to put the brakes on immigration because they've reached the breaking point in that province. You're seeing the province of Ontario taking steps to uh, deal with the, the, the cracks in the healthcare system, which is disintegrating under the pressure of all the immigration and, uh, and you know the funding challenges there. And the systemic challenges as well. It goes on and on. You're seeing it at the grocery store. People can't afford houses. It is, um, it's just undeniable now. And even with the push for these electric vehicles, we just did this program a couple of nights ago. We had the you know the tow truck driver calling in talking about how they're not working, charging stations not working, billions and billions and billions of dollars being dumped in. I'm seeing now even mainstream media picking up on these stories, including the EV push, which is entirely government driven. And now they're finally beginning to acknowledge that this isn't really working the way that the government uh, told us that it would. And it's all of these issues combined that I think are going to come to a head and ultimately result in Trudeau being gonzo and probably Biden too. Well, and you're also missing the point. It goes hand in hand also with, uh, uh, homelessness and drug addiction. Yeah. Okay, when you, you beat people to a pulp okay, and they have no hope, no hope at all. Yeah. Where do they lead to the bottle, yeah. the drugs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and next thing you know, you're homeless because you can't, uh, you can't make ends meet. Right. So yes, sir. You know, we're, we're, we're headed down a strange path. That's for sure. And when we, I, I remember Mr. Ford actually saying, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, if there is going to be any price gouging, people will be uh, uh, convicted and prosecuted or uh, prosecuted and or convicted and prosecuted or whatever. However, it works, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen once. Now you got a government that could seize people's bank accounts and tell uh, businesses how to act. This and that. 
we're being forced okay to pay these high prices on food yeah it's that's a humanitarian crisis for some yeah yeah it certainly is especially so, people on fixed incomes low income seniors people who um you know social assistance disability uh, well, checks when they sit there and brag when they sit there and brag because they got their books opened uh the CEOs of uh, Loblaws and the rest of these, these cunts out there, right? And they're making billions of dollars a year, and they're bragging about it. Okay, we made uh, ro- uh, uh, record profits this year. Every year it's record profits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ultimately, it comes it's down wrong. to government policies and, uh, and I would say even government corruption, which we're going to talk about shortly here on the program, too. Um, in a in a slightly different way, but you're going to want to listen to this. And uh, and then you're seeing Trudeau's son sitting in a box seat for who knows how, how much that cost. This is mm-hmm. not right. It's not right. And I think we discussed it once before. You got these uh, uh, big box stores that are making billions of dollars in profit, but the government still giving bailouts for air conditioners and. Yes. Central air and heat pumps, yes, like the, uh, and you name it. Yeah, yep. And remember Loblaws, the right, grocery store chain, received all that mm-hmm. government money for refrigeration units at all their stores? So they're subsidizing Loblaws to right. put in refrigeration for their store? Like, the, the 100% wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what's going on. Okay, there's uh, people are getting paid uh, under the table, right, through the back door. Yeah. So, yeah. but I have to go. My dog's got to go outside, Mr. Rick. And uh, okay. but great talk to you guys. Great Thank on Rumble. Uh, Tommy Temper is running you live too, eh? Yeah, somebody sent me that. So that's cool. That doesn't bother me at all. That's great. Just get the message out there. Share, share, share. Yeah, and I was uh, I was reading some of the comments over in Tommy Tempers, and uh, people were going, "Who is this guy? I like this show, this stuff." Right? <laughs> so I was giving them the info out there. But we'll put the put the link up for you, right? Tommy's all about that, eh? Excellent. Yeah, I don't know him, but uh, that's that's fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, and buddy. thank you for calling in, my friend. I always appreciate your input. And we're going to move on to John. Okay, here we go. Moving on here, and here's the here's the other man. Hey, how John, you, how you doing, man? careful with that weather coming. It's supposed to be a brutal one. What are you talking about? About a wet storm? snow. You have snow coming? Yeah, yeah. For next week. <laughs> oh. Where's the volume here? There. Yeah, you got to have some echo happening. There we go. There we go. Sorry, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, gonna just stay grounded. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what what areas are are where where do they where are they predicting the severe weather for John this coming week? I don't know in Toronto here. I know we're getting whammed starting tomorrow for about four days. It's going to be a lot of wet, heavy snow. Okay, it's uh, heart attack stuff. My blower doesn't work good in the wet snow. It keeps getting jammed. Ah. It's, a, it's a monster. It's a beast. I got. It's just see this blur. I got. It's a beast. It's uh, uh, the thing. The thing is just uh, unbelievable. But wet snow. It keeps. Uh-huh. I always go out early in the morning when it's still cold out. Because if you go in the afternoon, you, you, you ain't shoveling it. It, it. You have to shovel it. I'm not shoveling that wet snow. I don't shovel wet snow. Hmm. 
No way. I got a big uh, three-car wide driveway, man. It's like six, nine cars. It's 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 a monster. It's a big, big job. <laughs> you really should get a truck, but they don't come. You know, they want contracts. These yeah. these plows. They they will. And uh, you know, I found one guy last year, and uh, he wanted uh, sixty bucks or something. I said, okay, well, come and do it. He never showed up. I did it myself. You know, fuck. These guys take so long. Anyhow, that fight last night, mm. I've seen every boxing movie ever made. And if you watch some of the old ones, eh, they're real. And they're rigged. They rigged these fights. Okay? And I'm telling you, Strickland, he made over $2 million yesterday. Because they paid him off for throwing the fight, you know? Because, you know... Uh, you really think that that happened? You know, you got, yeah. You think he threw the fight? A lot of my friends had, a lot of my friends had big money on Strickland, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody bet Strickland yesterday. So, what do you think? The bookies are going to cough up uh, ten million dollars? Are you crazy? In the states and Canada and the world, everybody had Strickland. Look, look at that African guy. You ever see him being interviewed? Duh. The guy's got an IQ of probably one. Okay. The guy's made to take beatings, you know. That that guy took a a beating yesterday, okay. That guy took a beating. Me, uh, I, I I don't know how how he survived. He took a beating. That Strickland guy, man. That guy was throwing his right hand. That was the yep. the killer, and he never used it much. He he waited, he waited, and when he waited. He was going after his eye, his uh, top uh, right eye there, and he kept pounding him with that left hand, and it was like a boulder, you know. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he, I'm surprised he didn't have a concussion, but I don't know. Uh, but I, I tell you, fights are rigged. When there's a lot of money on it, the bookies are not going to lose ten million bucks or whatever, you know. They're not going to lose that kind of money. So. Um, that's my that's my uh, my my run on it. It's it's. Uh, I'll tell you, have... if if that could be proven, that would be one of the biggest scandals in sports history. Ah, uh, you, you're dealing with the mob, man. Uh, mm. you, you're not, <laughs> they're worse than uh, there's other guys that the Freemasons. They're worse than those people. <laughs> the Freemasons. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mob, the mob, the mob is way worse than that, man. The, I was, you know, it, a lot it, of money. It's, Anyhow, it's, <laughs> I started to watch a, do a documentary on the Freemasons today. I have to finish that, uh, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, Anesty turned me on to them, and I've been watching them <laughs> a lot. Of, I, 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 I'm starting to figure it out now, and. Uh, uh, all these, uh, you know, if you want to be wealthy, you want to be rich, famous, you got to become a Freemason. And and you know where it started? In, in Israel, the Jews. Oh, the John, Jews. John, 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 John. Let's just change the subject. It's, you, 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 right, I don't want right. to go to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole uh, tonight. I know, but Scotland, okay. Scotland, Scotland is like the headquarters and. Well, if you okay. if you watch it, just follow through. You'll 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 figure it out. I, I I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm aware of what the Freemason story is. Anyway, let's just move on. Yeah, Talk about let's, other let's stuff. go on. I don't want to. 
yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, what else do we got? Those tunnels. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, in Washington, you know how many tunnels are in Washington? I was watching a documentary and all the tunnels mm-hmm. in Washington. They got tunnels going everywhere in Washington. Yeah. All right, KC got a touchdown. I got a lot of money right now, KC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swifty, look at her goal. She's all hugging everybody. <laughs> but anyways, uh, in in Washington, they got tunnels. Every we got tunnels in Toronto that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of abandoned TTC tunnels. You know, mm-hmm. you know they built all these T- TTC tunnels that they never used, and they're all abandoned. They use them to make movies now. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. There. Any everywhere in the world, you'll find tunnels. A lot of tunnels. Um, well, yeah, but these kind of tunnels are are just uh, built for. St- military strategic purposes that's that's why these tunnels were constructed these are not like subway tunnels or tunnels to connect uh you know government like buildings exactly <laughs> this is different you don't like a man with hair so like sherry guy you know there's uh uh i was watching uh scott ritter and oh, yeah. he was saying that there's tunnels those tunnels, they go right into Tel Aviv, all in, in Israel, all over the place. He says they just pop out, <laughs> pop out, and then they go back in the tunnel, go back to uh, Gaza. Oh, yeah, they, they go into those tunnels. They're not just in Gaza. They, mm-hmm. they go everywhere. <laughs> they go everywhere, Rick. Yes, they do. You'd be surprised. Yep. That, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a. Pretty, what what do you think it would take to, to construct this maze of tunnels that go everywhere like that? What what would that involve? Well, when when I worked for TTC, they had these uh, core core uh, born machines that you don't even know. They can go right under your house, <laughs> tunnel. You know, you you probably feel a little shake here or there, but. They go right under your house. TTC had three of them, three of these boring machines, and they paid a lot of money for these things. And you know what? They stopped. They said, we're going to stop making tunnels because it's too expensive. And they sold them to Russia. Russia, they have a massive subway system, way bigger than 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 anywhere in Canada. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the subway system in Russia... Is something to see, man. And they, and they bought our old tunnel bore machines for like a, next to nothing, and they're corn, boring all these tunnels for subways. They're smart. And now they got an amazing subway system, and we got what? You know, we're we're so behind that the world. Like we we should be way ahead of everybody, but it, it's all these. Guys like Trudeau, you know, they don't want to spend money on uh, on planes, on tunnels, on you know, they they rather just <laughs> give free money away to everybody, right? So, so you think, think we need more tunnels <laughs> here in Canada? What do we need tunnels for here? Goddamn right, we do. What do we need them oh, for? Sure like, I don't do. know. Why subways? 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 subways. Oh, subways. That's the way to go. 
Mm-hmm. You, you ever, I don't know, your area where you live, you, you, you got it easy out there. You can, five o'clock, you can go out to the grocery store, and no trap. Here, mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere at five o'clock. It's just bumper to yeah, bumper. That's right. That's go. why I don't live there in Toronto. No, especially thank you. downtown. That, yeah, not on, uh-uh, not yeah, for me. Downtown. No, terrible yeah. place. I don't like it there. Too much traffic. Yeah, yeah, it's Nothing, it's but. Yeah. But Russia built an amazing subway system with our boring machines. Well, if they get these flying cars going, that would solve a lot. Then you have, you don't even need infrastructure. You just fly at different levels and create air lanes, and, and you don't have to build anything. No roads. I was watching a show yesterday. I was watching a show yesterday. Where's that place? Uh, not, South Korea. South yep. Korea. They have flying taxis now. Yeah. You, you, I was watching it, and I'm going, uh-huh. and, and you know what they're doing? They're putting the, all these uh, uh, flying pads on top of buildings. That's right. Like, Teleports. you know, you go on top of an office we, building. I, yeah, I, I did like a whole office. section, a whole show like a couple months ago about it. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, yeah. They've got to figure but it out. Hyundai. That's the company to watch, man. They're doing it right I'm now. Yeah, they're doing it right now already. Like, I'm telling you, that's the company to watch. And it's um, basically flying taxis and and yep, it's like a short hop airlines is what it becomes and then you don't need to build roads no subways no infrastructure yep. other than heliports and you go from place to place to place i mean you could do away with most of the uh the, the roads because you can just fly from one place to another and then just have sections where people would just you know move around locally and then go up to the heliport and fly to another city, be there in a few minutes instead of like an hour. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a cool thing in a lot of ways. I, I'm not opposed to that at all. It solves a lot of the problems that we have with, you know, all the money that's spent to build highways and, you know, infrastructure like that and subways or underground tunnels for cars it would ease the burden, you know, the traffic burden. Uh, I, I'm, I think the flying car thing could be kind of a cool thing, but, and they don't necessarily have to be electric either. They could be gasoline powered if this electrification isn't something that is viable in the long run. And I, I think we're seeing in Canada that that is actually the case, you know, that yeah. these, these cars are not really working in the cold. No, these electric cars. Uh, there was an article, and I was reading in the paper that uh, nobody wants to buy an electric car unless it's uh, hybrid. You know, gas yes. electric. Yep, that's right. That's the only that, and that's the way they should go. Because uh, right, electric cars are, you know, I, you know, I was buying lottery tickets the other day at the the gas station, and there's a lineup behind me. Everybody's impatient, right? And I said. Mm-hmm. You guys are lucky you don't drive electric cars. <laughs> the one guy laughed. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to buy an electric car. Yeah. You know, I'm there for, you know, I've got a stack of tickets to cash in and uh, and to buy. And <laughs> I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm taking their time. And they're going, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. Well, you, you probably have it in your nick. People are gambling more, Rick. I don't know if you go, when you fill up, Aren't the gas stations full of people buying lottery tickets? Yes. In your neck of the woods or no? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. People are gambling like crazy. Today I went and bought some, 
the guy had a stack of 649 or whatever. Some uh, I go, holy shit, this guy must spend 100 bucks a week, a day on these, or more. I don't know how much he spent buying these lotto tickets. And you never, you know, winning on a lotto tickets like winning on a, you know, it's 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 just a, yeah, it's a dream. That's all it is. You know, yeah. it, I I don't buy lotto lotto tickets. Honestly, it drives me crazy when I'm at a store or whatever, and somebody's buying lottery tickets in front of me, and they're it's taking forever. And I'm like, go to the casino. It's like, <laughs> just go over there to gamble. But anyway, it's just that's just me. I just stand there and yeah. just wait. Well, I bought one the other day. I, I lost. I didn't even get. I didn't even get one number. Uh, I was at Walmart, the cash out, and, and I seen a lotto ticket on the floor. Yeah. So I went to pick it up, and this lady went for it too. And I said, "No, no, this is mine." I dropped it accidentally. So she backed away, and I got it. And I looked at the date. I go, so I put it in my pocket, and, uh, and I looked at it. I go, oh fuck, it's yesterday's date. I thought it was today's. I checked it. Was a loser, so I said, "Replay." <laughs> <laughs> it was three bucks. I I, I lost. I lost on it. Six forty nine. <laughs> Not even one number. That's why I don't buy lotto tickets, Rick. <laughs> it's disappointing when you don't even get one number. Yeah, me you know? either. I I just but, I just well, I don't play them at all. I think I it, don't gamble. I think that's I don't rigged, gamble. also. Oh, you know, you know, back back twenty years ago, they used to have these. Ball machines for the lot every every Friday night they would have a the, yep. a draw the, the ball machine. Lotto six four nine, I think it was. They didn't they do that and then yeah, yeah it was on yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to run that on our station and they would have the draw um right around the newscast time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And people were saying that it was rigged. The balls they put different weights on them so they pop up. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now now they don't even have that. It's all done. Uh, you don't know if the numbers are rigged or not. Yeah. Right? I don't trust nobody. Nobody. <laughs> okay? And yeah. everything, to me, everything's, everything, everybody's out to get you. You know, you're, you're sitting there with your dog bone underwear, you know, and everybody's coming to get you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way it is today. You got to be careful today, this even going on bitcoin hey another thing bitcoin my 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 friend's boss he bought seven thousand dollars worth of bitcoin right yeah and he told me he went to cash out and uh they wouldn't give him seven thousand they would only give him five what? if he wanted to get cash out why That's because what he told me Who's they? Was he, he's on like crypto, crypto? Like I don't understand. Like the value is the value. So when you convert, don't you just get what the market value is, or the the value established on whatever currency exchange is there? So whatever the agreement he's is, not, the agreed he's not lying value. To me. Yeah, he's not lying to me. I I I said to him, "Would you buy it?" He goes, "I bought it off a friend who who was in that business." And I said, mm. well, why wouldn't he give you the value? Well, he says, if I cash out, he'd only give me five grand to cash out. So I guess he uh, wants this cut. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't but, sound right to me. It sounds like he's maybe dealing with somebody who's not going to give him the full values. What it sounds like. 
and and I read I read about a lot of scams. People beware that mm-hmm. uh, people trying to sell Bitcoin online yep. and all kinds of places, and it's a scam. You never see your Bitcoin money. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, they're you gone. Have, there are exchanges for Bitcoin, right? So you can convert your Bitcoin. Like that's a that that is the most established crypto. But there are a lot of other coins that are coming online and they're pretty shaky. I don't know. Like it's, that's why maybe we'll talk more about it this coming week. And in fact, I think I've got a guest uh, who's a cryptocurrency expert, a new, a new, another new person that we can bring online maybe this week to discuss all of this stuff. So um, they wrote a book and uh, hopefully we'll get that person on this week to talk about it so um yeah bitcoin is is used for crime that's 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 where i see it used a lot for crime right you, you, they hack someone's server and they say oh send us so much bitcoin and we'll open up your server back again you know uh you see all kind oh we kidnap your daughter we want bitcoin or or you know you never see her again stuff like that um there's that guy who who, who worked uh, for Trump, uh, Anthony Anthony Steve Bannon. You mean? Yeah, he worked for Steve uh, Bannon. Steve no, Bannon. He worked for Trump. He worked for Donald. No, he worked for Donald Trump. Anthony Anthony Sarducci or something. I think it sounds like he's in the mob. I don't know. Father Guido Trump- Sarducci from Saturday Night Live. The Father Guido no, Sarducci. Anthony. Anthony, he worked for Trump, and Trump let him go, and then he turned against Trump, and he, he hates oh, Trump. And he, um, oh, that guy. Short, he was like the He was yeah. like the media guy for like two days or something. That's um, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, anyways, you know what he's doing? Now, now he's Anthony Scaramucci. Anthony Scaramucci, he's got the fire about Trumpster. He's into Bitcoin now, and and you see him on CNBC uh, once a week, you know, bragging how much money he's making and buy Bitcoin off him. He's uh, he's one of those guys that uh, a fund manager on Bitcoin, eh? And (laughs) and then Bitcoin. he was up a lot of money, and then all of a sudden Bitcoin just crashed, and he was down like. Um, <laughs> and uh, you didn't see him on there anymore. <laughs> now he's coming back down again because Bitcoin is coming back up. <laughs> As I recall, he, you know, oh, man, he, it's, he it's, they brought him online and to, to be the media guy, and he seemed like he was that's right, pretty slick. But it became pretty clear pretty quickly that he was a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a professional uh, yeah, dick. Yeah. <laughs> Still oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> but he's funny. Oh. He's funny. I laugh at him every time I see him, you know, like uh I, I wouldn't buy a Bitcoin off of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there was that other guy. What's his name? Um Um Michael Avenatti. They he was on the Democrat side and they were promoting him for a while as presidential material. And, and then he ended up in court, and he, he got in a lot of trouble. I think he went to jail. He was he was famous for about two minutes. I don't even think he got his fifteen full fifteen of fame. Um, 
Do you remember that guy? And he was a, he's a race car driver. Yeah. I heard of him, but I, I don't, re I can't picture him in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I've heard of his name. <laughs> I'll get you a picture of that guy. Michael Dude. Avenatti. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Uh, oh, they thought this guy was, this was going to be, you know, he was, there he is right there. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in jail. He might, I think he went Same to jail. Same with Trump's lawyer, Trump's, Trump's lawyer that turned against him, eh? Yeah. There? Yeah, Cohen. Yeah, Michael Cohen. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, it's Andy Sarducci. I don't. Oh man, play, hit, hit play. Hang on a sec. <laughs> this thing froze. There you go. Uh, That's Michael Avenatti. But I, then, of course, iPad, I, I, and do you do you remember? Oh, there we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. He he's on the Business Channel too. This guy. I know. And, and he I also know. does on, on CNBC. He does all the uh, predictions, you know, like the the the, the, uh, the inflation rate, and yeah. everybody runs this guy down. Like he, yeah, he argues with everybody. <laughs> See now, this guy here, Father Guido Sarducci. Oh. Now that's oh, yeah. a guy you I can know. trust. Now, if you want financial advice, you're probably better off taking it from Father Guido Sarducci. Then, <laughs> then oh yeah, that guy seems like he was a riot. I used to watch him. He's funny, that guy. Yeah. Listen, John, I've got a, I think an important that, yeah, caller Trump's coming in lawyer. here. <laughs> What's that? Yes, sir. So, Trump's lawyer. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, one one other thing. Yeah. Look into it. I'm I'm hearing through the grapevines and reading. Mich Michelle or Michael Obama is going to run for pre uh, pre uh, president. You yeah, hear about I, that? Well, I've Michelle heard that Obama? for a while, so... I'll believe it when I when I uh, see Michael. it. But who anything could happen. Now, me personally, I'm all for Father Guido Serducci for president. <laughs> okay. <And> I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta have to watch some reruns. All right, man. Have a good uh, night. All right. We're gonna take a quick all break right. and then we got an bye, important bye. caller coming up next. Hang on. Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind.
Okay, I think I lost my contact here, so I think I have to reestablish my call here. So hang on a second. I got to dial back into the phone system so we don't lose our caller. I think it's still on the line, so just bear with me. When I took I took the wrong window down, I thought I took down Father Guido Sarducci, but I didn't. I took down the wrong thing. So hang on just a moment. I'll be right back. I made a mistake. is watching. Okay, so I'm still screwing this up. It's so hard to do this sometimes when I'm all by myself, trying to do all this uh, producing and connecting and clicking and adding this window to that window and calling up the phone system. I'm not complaining, just saying, bear with me. I'm doing my best here. Here we go. I think maybe we lost our caller. And we're reconnected, I think. Now. But I don't think the caller is there. So if you're there watching, you can call back in. And I will get you up right away. I'll leave the phone lines open for a couple more minutes here. And hopefully we get to reconnected with the caller who I think we lost. So I apologize for that. Don't be shy. Call back in 1-833-975-3733-1833-975-3733. And yep, I think we got him back. So let me just get this up on the screen. Hang on, I have to take this thingy down here. See, one wrong click, and then you have to do 100 other clicks. There we go. And we're up and over here, and click over there. And I think we have Peace Man on the line. How are you tonight, my friend? Hi, Rick. Um, just getting ready for tomorrow, and I just thought I'd come on and uh, bring some awareness to the trial, if you don't mind. Of course, no problem. So you're going to court. Peace Man, of course, for those of you who maybe aren't aware, was at the convoy, the, the big trucker freedom convoy in Ottawa, and stood in basically one place through, uh, for the duration um, for peace and 
Dana, why don't you just introduce yourself and explain why you're here tonight? Okay, thank you, Rick. Uh, first of all, I had nothing to do with any convoy. Mm -hmm. I uh, seen Canadians coming out of their home, and I wanted to go to Ottawa in personal, peaceful protest. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. I did not know any organizers. I did not know anybody when I got there, except for a few friends that lived in Ottawa. Um, I was, uh, my intention was to go there and peacefully protest on Parliament Hill, standing uh, in total non-movement with a flag and a peace sign. Simple as that. Um, after a few days, I seen the, the, the media eating up the clowns in front of the trucks. So I moved off of Parliament Hill and I went and stood on a yellow line <clears throat> for 23 more days, 10 hours a day. After the 10 hours each day, I walked the entire perimeter in the evening. And I talked to Canadians and people from all over the world. While I stood there, I had a two head cameras on and recorded over 45 hours. Nobody has seen any of that footage yet. I go to tri uh, trial tomorrow, and I'm not really supposed to talk about uh, specifics tonight. Um, but it has been two years, and um, in any of their disclosure, there is no arresting officers in my case. So I put a charter challenge, uh, um, arguing that this arrest, search, seizure, detainment is all illegal. Um, <clears throat> if the challenge goes through, they will not be allowed to enter any evidence. Not that there's a lot of evidence on me doing anything wrong unless being scared by police beating people in front of me was wrong. Mm -hmm. So you go to court tomorrow and do you have a, a decent lawyer representing you? I go to I go to trial tomorrow for four days, uh, okay. and and it could be longer dep depending. Mm -hmm. and, and what I uh, a lot uh, Canadians and people around the world have seen the ad from JCCF that they are representing me, and even today you can go to their page right now, and you can see there's still a donate button on their ad that they have. But I hate to say and tell the truth to everybody is JCCF only ever paid $3,000 towards my defense and cut their support with the excuse that they could not afford to pay private lawyers. But you see, when I applied for their help, they agreed and signed an eight-page retainer 
saying that they understood the estimate of $25,000 and agreed to pay that amount. It's a very little amount compared to many of the others out there. And to only pay three grand was a slap in my face. So I've had to hold my own fundraisers with zero money to do that and uh, relied on the Freedom Family and the Freedom Movement and the Freedom Media. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for two years, I'm sorry, but unless I push and push and push, nothing. Lots out there for others. So I'm sorry if that hurt anybody's feelings, but uh, you've been lied to, and it has not helped me. So, yes, I have kept the same lawyer, and I've kept her to her professional standards on sticking to that contract that we signed. They tried to get me to sign two other contracts, but that means that they would have owned my story. And that what that means is if I win and I sue or somebody makes a movie or anything about the instance, they get the money back. So people donate to help people mm-hmm. and they uh, take that money and they turn it into income from the people that they're helping. So uh, I don't think it's fair. And uh, I have helped many, many in this movement. So I ask you, if you are in Ottawa to show up, I have a poster there, Rick, on my my Peaceman Facebook page that shows where you can donate to my lawyer directly. I would appreciate if you showed that. Sure. Um, What is the website URL, website address? Um, I can put it in the, uh, the chat here. Yep. Nobody else in there. There's only one viewer and it's me on X. Oh, you're over on Twitter. Uh, I'm watching you on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. The chat thing doesn't really work over there properly. The, uh, the chat in your YouTube isn't. Isn't very nice. I'm sorry, Rick, but uh, oh. it, it doesn't get to any of the root causes of the problem. Uh, I'm trying to click this link here, but it's, let me well, see if is I it peaceman.ca or like what it? What, just tell me what the website is, and I'll find it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, just Eastman here on it's a Facebook uh, because I I don't pay for X, so I can only write. Very little bit. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I'm having trouble finding, you know, any messages coming in from you there on. uh... Okay, I'll look on your YouTube and I'll send it in there, but I'm not going to be in that chat long. No problem. Yeah, if you put it in there, I'll see it and uh, we'll get you up let people know where they can find more information or help you or do whatever people want to do. So just looking in the chat here, there it is. I see it. 
Okay. Michael, I see your question. Is PFAN's trial live streamed? No. I have been reaching out, not just me, but many people, supporters of mine, have been reaching out to all media for and against. Not one will cover this trial. And we've screenshotted everything that we asked. So who you've you've asked who to cover it, and nobody's help help going to cover this? Or? Not not one, not one media, not one influencer, nobody. The social fearing is outrageous. The hypocrisy is outrageous. Huh. So even people within the freedom circles are not giving you any coverage. Yeah, I sent you. I sent you emails as well. Yeah, Rick. yeah, I did respond. And, and many, I've been, I've been in your chat like almost every day. Oh, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't really read the chats a lot because I'm too busy trying to think and talk and click buttons and stuff. I, I dip in there once in a while, but I haven't noticed you in there. And, and I've got multiple streams, so I can't look at them all at the same time um, on many, many, many different mm -hmm. channels. But um, yeah, I did respond to the emails and that's why I thought you were calling in tonight, actually, because I told you to phone me. So I'm glad you did and happy to have you on well, the program. Well, we've always been pretty straightforward, Rick. Yeah. I, I've never pulled your chain. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I may be blunt sometimes, but right now we live in blunt times. Yeah, no problem. So, you know, happy to uh, let people know what's going on here. Did, did you get so, the link? Yeah, I've got it up on the screen, actually. And I actually just dipped out of the stupid. Hang on. I think I may have just. No, I'm still there. Okay, everything's fine. I thought I disconnected myself. Yeah, it's up on the screen right now, Dana. Oh, all I see is my. I've got, got here up on the screen. I, I clicked on your chat with your Facebook link, right? Facebook.com forward slash okay. peaceman dot seven zero zero three one one. So anybody and, it's and been up there for a while that, now, since you put it up. You see the gold poster with the painting of me? Like that's my my I would really like to show that. Yeah, I'm trying because to find it, it but I'm not show. seeing the uh I see a Canada Unity thing here. I'm trying to find. Uh, no. Trying to find you on Facebook. Hang on, I'll find you. I'm still searching here for you. Uh, I'll find. Uh, here's the here's the link for uh, Twitter. Okay. I'm not going to get in trouble for posting a link in your thing here. That's why no. I never do that. But there you go. There's the Twitter and that has the poster. Unbelievable how many Peace Man Facebook pages there are that are not you. Dozens of them. I had no idea as I'm trying to find you on Facebook. Well, we have a lot of people out there trying to uh, uh, persuade you not to listen to me. Uh, and they, they're, you, you know, yourself, they're, they're very good at, uh, the hacking. Yeah. So, so let me just see. Did you, did you put a link to, to but, Twitter up there? 
I don't see it in I the chat. I put a link to my Peace Man Facebook and my Peace Man Twitter, or Dana Lee Twitter, but it has the poster if you go to that link. Okay, I'm just looking in the in the chat here in YouTube to find the link. I, I'm not seeing it. In the in the YouTube, you're not seeing my two posts. No, I've got. Just, all I'm seeing is the Facebook link that you put up that I've got on the screen right now. I don't see anything else from you in the in the chat. Well, and it's right after Molto 13, half Trudeau for advice on our tax money. Molto 13. Oh, it's probably because it's a link. It's a web page and your chat blocks posting web pages. I see it, but you guys may not see it. So no, I don't I think, think I'll just I don't know. see you. Like, I, I just email easier. If you can email me. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's cool. But, you know, just uh, keep talking and tell folks what we're up against here and what you're up against and what's going to happen. Yeah, I got some things to say, just nice, nice things. I just, uh, I'm going to reply to our last email here. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm happy to raise the go. awareness. And of course, you're going to court tomorrow. Trial begins four days. Uh, yes, it starts at okay. uh, 10 a.m., courtroom 1. Uh, I am told that there's going to be quite the amount of people there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping so, because that shows the courts, and that's what I've been trying to do. It's not for me to show the courts that there's support for a man that never broke a law. And, you know, one of the reasons why we went there, why I went there was to prove that didn't matter who you were, uh, man, woman, or child, or what you did, or how peaceful or lawful you were, you were still going to be met by violence and illegal action. And I proved that. Mm -hmm. The selective law that is happening on our streets, uh, if it's happening on our streets, is it happening in our government building? And outside of my court case, that's what I try to focus on is the root causes to these massive changes and destabilization of our country. I am not stupid, like a few people like to say a lot. I do hard documentation. I've sent almost all the media the documentation on... Uh, ATIP requests into the legal validity and path or validity and path of the first, the federal mandate. Mm -hmm. That ATIP request is now under investigation from the OIC, Office of the Information Commissioner, into the DOJ for breaking the ATIP Act and not answering them. Okay. Uh, it's very, very important. Uh, they put an 1,875-day um, uh, uh, extension. So that means that they don't have to provide any paperwork for five years. The first time in Canadian history and the only Canadian in history to have an extension reversed without going to any courts or anything is me. And 
and I'm not allowed to say it because it's all ego, right? But mm-hmm. no, it's real hard work. Hundreds and hundreds of emails and clarifications and lots of things. So before anybody goes out protesting, you should be using the tools that you're, that the government uh, has in place to hold accountability. In 2022, there was a total of 1,700 and I think it's 33, don't quote me on the exact number, but it's very close to that, uh, ATIP requests in the middle of a pandemic. The DOJ has told me that not one media, lawyer, parliamentarian, uh, investigator, police, not one has requested the information like I have to the DOJ on the legal validity of these mandates. So if people don't think it's important, uh, you know, the problem today is that when somebody does the hard work, uh, people are um, socially feared uh, because of friendships and everything else, not to look at that work. And mm-hmm. and this, this upsets me because we all went there together. What I felt in Ottawa was a togetherness like I had never felt before in my life. So what happened? That's my question. What happened, people? Because I helped people for years. Well, there's a lot of division within the, you know, whatever's left of the movement. And, uh, and trust me, it's very purposeful. It's yeah. very, very targeted and purposeful. And I'm not fooled. And I am not, I don't hold, you know, I have successfully sued Microsoft, Money Mart. Uh, I have successfully done a lot of things. I have awards from billion-dollar corporations for my teaching ability. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, my word, since I became a uh, whistleblower in 2014, my word means nothing anymore. And at the beginning of this, where Canadians stood up, my word was looked at like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about, until somebody said I didn't. And then they just don't. They have nonsense, like this this guy that talks about Malta and whatever in your chats. Pure garbage. Doesn't help anybody. Well, listen, um, Dana, I, I have another guest in, waiting in the wings for a scheduled interview. Um, I, I kind of wish you'd called in a little bit earlier so we could continue the conversation longer. But I'll just I'll throw it over to you for some final comments to just highlight the most important aspects of this for people as you prepare to go to trial tomorrow. Okay. So the floor is yours for a, for a wrap up. Okay. Well, wrap up is that, um, uh, I went to help my country and, uh, there was never any dirt on me. Security cleared 27 years and I am fighting for you. So, Take that as it is, but I've done my homework. And I do have to go anyways because I'm doing a show on Twitter in about five minutes. Okay. 
Well, so you're, all, you're always welcome your here. You're, you are always welcome well, here. Doesn't and, feel uh, like it when I go, when I show into that chat. Doesn't I? It doesn't matter what I say; it gets attacked just like everywhere else. So, well, not I with me, sir. You. So, you you know that. I so, know you. You know you just contact me. me, and you know you 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 always have access here, one hundred percent. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Rick, and uh, thank you for your time. I didn't see the poster come up, just that all those pictures, uh, but I'm hoping that you'll show the poster at least once tonight. Well, yeah, if I can find it, I certainly will. If you can send me a direct link to that by email, just copy and paste the URL, send it to me, and I'd be happy to put it up on the screen. Um, I'm checking the email. I've got, I got, this is what I've got right now on your Twitter account from what was emailed to me. And I've got that URL on the screen as well, unless I'm missing something here. But that's your Twitter. Um, well, if you scroll on my Twitter, there's a, there's a poster that shows my my lawyer thing. It's a, you can't miss it. It's it's like not even that far. Okay. Well, yeah. I can pull I can out of that. It. Just scroll down. There's that and that. Like I've got your whole Twitter feed on my screen right now i don't know if you if you're looking or if you okay, can see well, it i'm scrolling down where where is it so i can I'm show going people to, i'm going to repost it and put it at the top okay i'll keep the um i'll keep your twitter page open and when that gets posted hopefully i'll see that and i'd be happy to put it up and uh yeah i mean give me a call tomorrow um just message me through the day we'll put you on the show throughout the trial if you want happy to Okay, well, provide the coverage, all, whatever all is the appropriate. Court reporters and stuff like all the court reporters and stuff like that have told me that none of them are going to cover it. So, well, I'd be happy uh, to interview take, you at the end of each that. day. So, I'm not in Ottawa, obviously, okay, so I'll I can't get up there. Tomorrow. But I'm happy to happy to give you some exposure and some time to tell your 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 story here. That's what the platform is for. So can we reconvene tomorrow? As uh, tomorrow, you want to contact me yeah. nope. again tomorrow night, and we'll do this again. Sounds good. Oh, I see you scrolling on my page now. It's probably because yeah, there's a little bit of a delay. Keep going down. Keep going down. Yeah, and there's a poster that shows me standing, and it's with gold writing. Gold writing. I see white. Well. Scrolling, scrolling. Where is it? And and there's a painting of me standing in peace on the poster. In gold writing. Uh, I guess I'll have to I'll have to pin it to the top. I guess here. Hold on. Yeah, I just I'm very sorry, Dana. I just I do not see it as I scroll. Well, actually, your scrolling is stopping just before, and it's not. I see what's happening here. Okay. I'm going to pin this to the top. Okay. Okay. It's at the top now. It is. Okay. I'll just, yeah, I'm going to refresh the page and hopefully it comes there. Up. You just scrolled past it. I just seen it, but there it is. That picture, that that one. This one here? No, the, the yeah, the one with the flag. 
Okay. Yeah, I've got it up on the screen. Uh, no. No, that's not it. There, that. It, you see the one that says, look, that's it. There it is. Me, Melfi, maintains innocence amid states that, is that the one? Yeah. Okay. And actually, I'll say that. Mr. Melfi maintains his innocence innocence and states that the right of peaceful protest is fundamental to a healthy democracy. Okay. So it is up on the screen for you, sir. Thank you, sir. My Appreciate pleasure. Let's... And uh, we will talk to tomorrow. And okay. thank you listeners and watchers and please make your own decisions. And I'll go read all the, the chat here and see what was going on while I was talking. Okay. All right. Look forward to continuing the conversation tomorrow and good luck in court, sir. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Have a good night. All right. We'll take a quick break, folks. Come back and Rhonda Jubinville will join us on the other side. So don't go away. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. The truth is out there. E.T. Call home. Okay, here's here's Rhonda Jubinville. Welcome back. Hello, Rick. Hello, everyone. Great to have you back on the program. Thank you, uh, Rick. So, of course, we've spoken about uh, this mall, port, this Sears store, part of the mall in our hometown. It's a, it's a, an issue that I think just uh, illustrates the kinds of challenges that communities across Canada and the United States are facing. It, it just, this boggles my mind, and I'm glad you're, to, you're here to join us again tonight to kind of explain what the heck is going on with this multi-million dollar purchase of what I personally think is a giant white elephant. Um, and pay attention folks, because this kind of stuff is coming to your hometown too. So take it away, Rhonda, where are we at with, with this Sears building purchase for multi-million dollars by, uh, some business guys who honestly have international connections. And in my opinion, this is becoming an international embarrassment. But you go ahead and explain the status. Well, um, the Sears building. So we have it. We had a downtown mall, downtown Chatham Center, which ironically replaced our um, back in the late 70s. We had a beautiful Romanesque um, piece of architecture that used to sit 
at the very place where the Sears building is, and it it housed our civic center, our city hall, and council of the day. I, I don't know for sure the year, I'm gonna say 1978, 1979, they voted to tear down this beautiful piece of architecture in the name of progress, um, tear it down and put up a mall, put up a shopping mall. Isn't there a song about that by the kinks, I think? Um, anyway, so this beautiful piece of architecture came down, they put up a shopping mall, and a Sears building and a parking garage. And then they moved our city hall or civic center uh, just to, just down the road a block to the end of our main street, which is called King Street. So uh, for the, you know, since 1980 for, you know, give or take a couple of years, our city hall has been housed in this, again, purposeful built. It was purposely built for us Again, a very unique piece of architecture. And it was built for us to move into and we housed the, the our civic center there. Mm -hmm. And then as we all know, the demise of um, downtown shopping centers and uh, Sears as well. Uh, I, think, I think Sears kind of went into bankruptcy and probably 2000, I don't know, 18 maybe. So that was the demise of the Sears building and our mall that's attached to it. There's only a few stores that are still viable in there, like a, probably a handful. The rest are empty. So, um, so there's a I've picture been, of the, the current Civic Center, which is, it's a gorgeous building. I mean, yeah. it is stunning. It is a beautiful building as you say purpose built yeah um this is this in my opinion has wow factor yeah it's it's a very unique it's unique it's a unique piece of architecture i think it's yeah. and it's right on the river it's a beautiful you know it has a nice landscape it has a nice view um it has uh, the back of it is very nice too so mm -hmm. there it could be used for multi purposes in the backyard as well. I don't I don't think they've really tapped into all of the uses it could have, but it very well could be used for other things uh, in the backyard that is right on the river. A nice yeah. patio back there. Anyway, so and I don't know all the timelines because I've only been on council for a, just a little over a year, but I think back in 2018 is when these transactions started they start they, the birth of these transactions started happening between the owners of the mall and the Sears building because it was all one entity and the municipality. I don't know exactly what was happening along these timelines, but where we are today. So actually, let me back up uh, a year, year and a half, where they wanted to sell the entire mall and the Sears building. So. The Sears is at it was the anchor store of the mall. So, but at one point, they wanted the municipality to buy the entire building, Sears plus the mall. And the idea at that time was to put a four thousand seat arena in, and then the Sears would house our civic center, our local library, and our local mu museum. And then the four thousand seat arena 
kind of fell by the wayside. Um, I'm all for a brand new arena, but I personally wasn't a fan of it being built there. Lack of parking. Um, that was a big thing for me. You know, if you've got a 4,000 seat arena, you're going to need to find 2,000, you know, it could potentially, you need 2,000 parking spots. So I think that was a big issue. And I just thought the location wasn't the best. Anyway, that fell by the wayside. So the latest uh, proposal was just selling the Sears building, which is the end, to the municipality, our city, in order to move our civic center, the picture that um, Rick had on, um, on display there a minute ago. So move that civic center, plus our local library, and plus our local museum into just the Sears building, not the mall, just the Sears building. So that's where it's at right now. Um, council just this past Monday voted the, to- The Sears building, the Sears is empty, right? There's nothing in there. Yes, there's nothing in there. Sears is empty. Okay. And it's been empty for a few years. So I'm going to say it's probably not in the best state. I don't know. Um, but I when things are go unoccupied, it just goes without saying that they're not going to be in, in good condition. Plus, yeah. it aside from that, it's going to obviously need to be retrofitted and renovations. And I know there's asbestos in there, so it, it's gonna be a, a huge undertaking. So council last Monday voted in favor eleven to five to um buy that Sears building. Um, and move the Civic Center and the library and the museum into the Sears building. And here's the kicker. They're, they're going to pay like $2.95 And that yeah. portion of the of the mall, just the Sears building, is valued, at, as I understand it, at about six hundred to 660000 But they're going to pay $2.95 million. Correct. And that is because um, the... Um, the company that owns it, CK King Street Holdings, I think is what it's called. Um, but we all know that they are local businessmen. There's, I think, four local um, successful businessmen from Chatham-Kent that yeah. are the names behind that company. And they said they would not take anything less than the $2.95 million. <laughs> So we bought it. Oh, so, well, they drive a pretty so, hard bargain. So uh, 10 councillors plus our mayor voted in favor. Um, and we know we live in a democracy, so majority rules and the will of council will be um, upheld. And right. they voted in favor of buying the mall. Or sorry, the Sears building. Just they voted the in favor part of buying the mall for $2.95 yeah. Okay, so who is, can you tell us who the people are who are the businessmen behind this company that drives this hard um, bargain? I am 99.9% .9 sure their names are, and I don't think it's any secret. I'm not divulging anything yeah, that's not. Right. It's Rob Myers, Don mm -hmm. Tatro, Ron Nightum, and uh, Rob's daughter, uh, Jessica Myers. I believe her first name's Jessica. So that's all that I know of. I don't think there's anyone else involved, but right. don't quote me or hold me. Yeah, I think that's. I think I think that's accurate. Rob Myers, yeah. of course, is the most well known of those business people who owns or is you know involved with R.M. Sotheby's. 
mm-hmm. which is RM Classic Cars and Sotheby's Auction House. They own Sotheby's Auctions as well. Right. Based here in Chatham, but um, internationally known. Uh, needless to say, fairly well healed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a lot of money, a lot of money there. Um, <laughs> so they have this, here's the parking garage. They're going to, and because they're buying the Sears building, but not the whole mall. Now, no. when they move in there, they're going to have to, and I assume they're going to have to start uh, paying rent on the parking garage. So we will have too. access. We're going to have access to 175 spaces. Um, and that, that all has to be negotiated into like we're going to be renting or leasing these spaces. But unfortunately I've heard some pretty scary stories about this parking mall that it is in a bad state of repair or disrepair. Um, I've heard that pieces of concrete that have been seen falling. So I did question it at the council meeting or, you know, who's going to be responsible for this mall when I looked at the agreement, there was really no specifics as to, yes, the um, the businessmen are, are going to continue to own the mall, but who's going to be responsible for the uh, safety and the upgrades on the mall? Because as far as I'm concerned, if we're going to let 175 municipal employees park in this mall, we better make sure that it's it's safe. So who's Whose financial responsibility is that going to be? Because that was yeah, not that, in the agreement at all. Yeah, so like is that going to be? Like, is that a leasehold improvement then? That the tenant I don't know. I don't the, know. About, like this got it. So they bought this. They don't. It's not even clear what the deal is. Well, and not to us. Sixty, but we're only going to. We won't settle for less than a penny less than two point nine five million. What? What a deal. Yeah, it's. <laughs> what the hell is that? I, I don't know. I mean, there's only five of us that voted against it. Um, <laughs> I'm just, it's just uh, concerning, I guess. Okay. And, and the big kicker is um, Liz Valley did, and she worked so hard and she did uh, a petition and she was very particular. She wanted the uh, signatures to be all in person. So she gathered over 1600 signatures in person. So this wasn't an online petition. She wanted to verify, you know, with her own conscience to know that these are real people that signed it from Chatham Kent. So, I mean, 1600 people, it's not a lot of people, but you know, behind those 1600 people, you've probably got another 10 people that have the same opinion or support what they, what they signed for. And, you know, it's just hard for, it would have been hard for her to get around. And she did have people helping her, but the fact remains 1600 people signed uh, an in-person petition stating they don't want this civic center. And she has an online petition right now um, about the civic center. I have, you know, I don't have any, I didn't have anything to do with her petitions, but I'm aware of them. So you know, she has there every right. She's, she's a taxpayer. She has every right to be doing this. So yeah. and Liz um, has been on this program for, you know, many of, many of our viewers are familiar with Liz Valley. She's been on the show uh, mm-hmm. many times and there's her new petition you know, because they wouldn't let her present her original petition as uh, you know, the, the night of the delegations who spoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now she's re- has to start all over again. She's up to 115 signatures right now. 
Okay. Exchange.org. Yeah, I hope I, you know, again, I, I can't do anything about it because I have to respect the will of council, mm -hmm. even though I don't necessarily agree with the way they voted, which is evident because I, I voted against it, but the majority yeah. of them voted for it. So, um, but I mean, good for her for doing this and I hope she's able to get it in, into, in front of council and it, uh, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe a couple of them will take a look at this and think, mm, maybe I should change my, my vote. You know, there was, uh, I think there was 15 deputations that night against, they were all against what the uh, purchase of the Sears building. We received as council, I, well, for me personally, between phone calls, messages and emails, I would say I was way over a hundred people that reached out to me to say, no, we do not want this. We don't want this. So, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's hard for me, even, even let's just say hypothetically, I thought this was a good idea for me to actually go against what the majority of taxpayers are saying. And for me to go against them, I, I couldn't do that. So I'm, I'm perplexed how this happened because all of the other counselors received all of the same messages and emails and phone calls that I received as well. So right. I don't, I don't know what's inspiring them to. Oh, I can tell, I can come up with a few, few theories <laughs> about why maybe they voted to in favor of giving these business guys $2.95 million for uh, a piece of real estate that's valued at only 660,000. Uh, you know, I, I won't, I don't even think I have to say it. I think people can figure it out on their own without me saying a word. Um, here are some pictures of the exterior of RM Classic Cars in my hometown um, and some interiors uh, of some of the, uh, the festivities that happen over there from time to time and some of the things that they get involved with. This gives you a taste of the kind of world that uh, these folks come from. Um, you can imagine the value of some of these vehicles. And this is a, a you know, we're a world that, you know, we living here in our community, which has been dubbed the classic car capital of Canada. Um, you know, we get a little taste of it, but this, this is not the real world folks. Well, not for us anyway. Um, this is the, the world of the, of the elites for sure. And certainly what we're dealing with here. Oh, there's the James Bond car. The, um, the Aston Martin that's worth, I don't know how many millions. Um, okay. Uh, this is a different world. This We are dealing here, folks, with the local elites. Uh, and <laughs> you, now, you, now you see how they, they can easily uh, deal with, you know, make a little cash, turn a, turn a, a nickel into a couple of, into a toonie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just um, it's just so obvious what has happened here, and I want to choose my words carefully. But I'm I know that the community does not want this. I know that uh, <laughs> I think every delegation that spoke at council that night, every single one spoke against this. 
There wasn't one delegation speaking in favor of it. And yet, and how, I don't know how many delegations spoke that night. Was it 16 or something like that? There was 15, I think. 15. 16 or 15, every, yeah. Every, every single one said, don't do it. Don't, please. And then um, council turns around and votes in favor of it. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm laughing, but it's making my stomach turn. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> well, you know, I, I've had so many people reach out to me in the last, well, even since our budget tax increase, um, one of my supporters, she reached out to me and, and she said, Rhonda, I, I have to go to the food bank. This is the very first time I have to go to the food bank, yep. you know, and when I hear, and, and this is a, a person who's, you know, a contributing member of society. And when she tells me she has to go to the food bank for the very first time and how embarrassing it is for her. Right. And, um, you know, and of course I'm going to say you're, you're doing what you have to do. You're not, do not be embarrassed for doing what you need to do. But when I have people like that reaching out to me, telling me they can't afford to put food on their table. And then we make some kind of a extravagant purchase like this. We don't even have any costs to um, what it is going to cost to retrofit and renovate the Sears building to accommodate the civic center, the mall or the library and the yep. museum. We, we have no idea. There's been some numbers loosely thrown out like 60 million back in 2022. But I will tell you with the cost of building products and just the inflation, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it's going to be double that. So, and oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and there is, there is a buyback clause and I, I just think but is, we're going to get to the point of no return. Are, are we actually, you know, if it, let's just say they come back at us with a quote of a hundred million is council going to say, okay, let's put the brakes on this and let's, let's not do this anymore. I just don't know if that will happen. I don't know. You know, what if they come back at 120 million or what if they come back at 150 million? Will council say no? I, you know, I, I don't know. And this is, this is what I'm very afraid of that this will happen. Yeah. It's um, because this 2.95 million is obviously just the beginning the tip of the iceberg, 2.95 million, but we could be into it. <laughs> the community could be on the hook for a hundred, 160 million. I could see that easily. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> This is well, and there's another factor here that has not even br been brought to the public, which is at the back, or I should say, at the side of our civic center, our main fire hall is there. So, Chatham Kent Fire <laughs> Services, um, their their the 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 main hall is there. Yeah. So if we saw if we saw the civic center, we don't know yet what what we're going to do with them. So obviously we're going to have to house our firefighter friends as well. So what cost, you know, there's going to be another major cost involved. And this, this, uh -huh. this hasn't even been broached. This wasn't even part of that. So there's so many moving parts to this, so many parts that have not been addressed. 
I, I just think the whole thing is very fiscally irresponsible and I, 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 I'm just still kind of perplexed as to how to Flabbergasted I am, yeah. but, but knowing what I know, <laughs> I'm not entirely yeah. surprised. You know, um, and I, I do want to say, you know, um, the four business people that I mentioned, they have put Chatham Kent on the map. So, you know, I don't begrudge them. They are great businessmen. They know how to make a dollar. I'm grateful for what they have done for Chatham Kent. And, you know, this isn't personal. What I'm speaking about not wanting to buy the Sears building has nothing to do with the way I feel towards them as businessmen, you know, good for them, right? Good for them. But I say, shame on us <laughs> for, what well, we've, yeah, what but you know, and you, I mean, I'm, I'll speak a little more bluntly. It's one thing <laughs> to help the community. It's another thing to profit at the community's expense. So, and that's where yeah, I stand on it. I and, agree. Uh, but, you know, today I was thinking and, you know, you were showing pictures of what the man has accomplished and, and what mm -hmm. he has under his belt. But, you know, he could be he might not even know. To, when he sat, he, he was there at council or all of them were there at the council meeting and perhaps they had no clue that there was so much resistance. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here and maybe they sure. didn't even know that there was so much resistance to what is going on. If, yeah. if they're not engaged with the community and if they're not hearing, uh, you know, from the people that they're dealing with, that there is this resistance they might not have known that might've been the very first time that they heard the resistance. So I, I don't know. I just think from a municipal perspective, we should have done a little bit more due diligence before we proceeded with this. I just, I think it, it wasn't a good business decision, but like I said, it was the will of council. So here, here we are. Yeah. Well, there is a buyback provision in the agreement. And uh, I'm hearing some rumblings that some people want that exercised. So I don't think that this is the end of it. That being said, even if it is, um, even if they, these business men uh, do end up buying it back uh, as per the agreement, the contract, um, in the meantime, they've been given a sizable interest-free loan courtesy of the Chatham-Kent taxpayers, so they can use that capital in the meantime for various projects and for even collateral against other loans to leverage other business deals in other locations, maybe even in other communities. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, that all um, remains to be um, scrutinized further, I expect, by the public, because I am seeing that uh, the public generally is pretty upset about this one, and Mayor mm -hmm. Kenneth maybe has a little explaining to do to the to the to the taxpayers, citizens, and voters, especially come next election. Uh -huh. Well, he did mention he did make a comment that people were telling him that if he voted in favor of it, that he that they would not uh, re-vote for him. He did he mentioned that during the council meeting, so. I don't know. And and many people, when they were sending their emails into council, they did say that. It was very clear. People were saying, we are watching how you are going to vote on this. 
and we will exercise our um, rights and and the way we want to vote in 2026 and in the next municipal election if you don't vote the right way for this mm -hmm. project so i don't know they didn't seem to i don't know <laughs> yeah, i don't know I mean, it, you know and again, i did it, have some i did have some conversations or there was some council chatter um prior to this back in the summer and some of some of my colleagues on council were vehemently against this visibly like strongly against it but then the tides changed and i don't know i i don't know what happened so something triggered them suddenly suddenly so many counselors had a change of heart what yeah it was been that made them change their minds i'll have to I, think about that <laughs> I don't oh know, my. but they did, oh, but they, they is, did. This is, this and I witnessed it. I witnessed someone that I thought, wow, this person is 100% not going to vote in favor. And then they did. And I thought, oh dear, how did that happen? Like, seriously, I was, I was just taken aback by it, but I mean, amazing. I mean, amazing. I'm not going to be privy to any, any of this anything on the you know happening that's not on the service i wouldn't be privy to anything so mm -hmm. i have no explanation yeah well rhonda i uh, i <laughs> it's not over <laughs> but well, I, I just I, I I really, know, yeah yeah you know some taxpayers are like liz valley they're gonna she's yeah. going to or other people and there could be more that are going to try to campaign you know, use the tools that are afforded to us to try to, you know, fight against it, I guess, for lack of better words. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't do anything because I'm part of council and council voted in favor of it. So, right. right. I just have to follow along. Yeah, well, I appreciate but that doesn't, you. That doesn't mean everybody else does have to do that. So that's right. Uh, and th this fi is finalized, <laughs> this, this crazy deal is mm -hmm. uh is gonna be this super bargain for the municipality uh it's finalized next month i guess or well it's january 31st is the closing date right okay and council doesn't even meet again until february 5th <laughs> right but there so is a not... back provision so i think there is kind of a yeah. community yeah there is swell out there that is going to push back on this a bit so Mm -hmm. And again, folks, it, it may seem like a local issue here, but this is just so typical of the kind of stuff that goes on in municipalities everywhere. Uh, it is uh, typical, I think, of what even goes on at different levels of government, where it's just not in the best interests of the citizens or the taxpayers and things have to change. This is this is not in the best interests of of taxpayers or the community. And in my opinion, this, this, it, and you know what? This show is open to any of the business guys involved. This is open to any of the counselors, to other people in the community who want to talk to me about this. Uh, this is an open forum. So if I'm getting it wrong, you are welcome to come on here and set me straight. I'd love, <laughs> absolutely love to have a conversation with any of you. Uh, open open for business here open for uh free speech so rhonda 
Thank you so much for just bringing us up to date on where council mm -hmm. is at. I know that you, you know, you, you now have to, you know, carry on business in support of, you know, what council has voted in favor of, but mm -hmm. still, you know, being fair and, and mindful of what the citizenry really is. Right. I think that's right. right. Yeah. Yes. Two different things. Not they're very uh, divided. <laughs> so, yes, yes. And, and it's, it's, it's really sad because council is supposed to represent the constituents, the, the residents of their municipality. So mm -hmm. it's, it's disheartening, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's disheartening when you, you have a mayor who doesn't stand up for the people um, when, when he's needed. And I've, I've witnessed that myself um, repeatedly over the last few years. So to say, say I'm disappointed is an understatement. And that's my editorial on this one. <laughs> Rhonda, thank you. Really appreciate it. Anything else you would like to add tonight before we sign off? Cool. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. It's pretty fresh. So just a lot of, a lot of people who are, um, very uh, anim animated about how they feel <laughs> about this whole scenario. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you go, and I will wrap okay. up. Thanks. Thank, thank. All right. Thanks for, right. So thanks much, for having Rhonda. me, Rick. Okay. Always Have a good night. See you. Thanks, Rhonda Jubinville, and folks. Um, I appreciate you guys spending the evening with me here tonight. Again, that's just a local thing, but not a local thing. This is, <laughs> well, you see what, you see what's going down. We'll see where it goes. That being said, I will be back tomorrow night, same time, same channel. Mavericknews.ca is the website. Uh, the Rumble channels is where we uh, could really uh, use some support by having you guys subscribe over there. Like, share, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're, uh, we're firing on YouTube over there. Not running on Facebook tonight, but we're on Twitch and CloudHub and Odyssey and a bunch of other platforms as well. So look for us all over the place, but Rumble is where it's at. And uh, again, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Where's my closer? There it is right there. I found it. I'll be back on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.